0: Hey, what's up? I'm Christina Williams, founder of Girls Talk Sports TV, and this is Kicking It with Christina. Today, I'm being joined by Minnesota Lynx forward, Erica McCall, a.k.a. Bird. (laughs) What's up, Erica? How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, Yeah, just getting through it day by day, you know?
1: Absolutely. I I feel you out there, you know, it's bubble life is something different. So it's a day by day journey.
0: Now, speaking of bubble life, obviously the 2020 WNBA season is in, is at IMG Academy this season. And it's been a little bit of different, but it's especially been different for you. You got into the bubble, you were uh, signed to the Atlanta Dream and recently you were waived and then signed to the Minnesota Lynx. So talk about your experience in the bubble right now
1: man if the best if i can say one word to describe my experience would be whirlwind this <laughs> has been absolutely crazy for me um just from the beginning getting signed by atlanta and literally having less than 12 hours to pack all almost like you know not a big notice at all to wash my stuff have my mom go to walmart for me because you know we, we wanted to make sure that you know i wasn't exposed to anything so my mom like got all my stuff shout out to my mom um packing my stuff real quick had like 12 hours to to get everything together and get on a plane to Florida get to Florida I think I'm like ready to rock um and end up having to be in quarantine for eight days which was a journey and I was the first person I was kind of like the guinea pig for the league um I was the first person to to come in from outside the bubble and go through the quarantine with all that so um a lot of it was just a day by day <laughs> journey. I'm sure the process has become a lot easier for the league and the doctors and the teams as everyone continues to go on. But mine was like, literally like, some days we were just like, we're trying to figure it out. Um, so that was that was tough, um, eight days of, of quarantine. And then being you know, able to join Atlanta and get to know the team was, was really cool. But in the back end, I knew I was not gonna be signed for them for long because I knew I was signed through a medical hardship. So when the first player came back, I was gonna have to leave so it was tough kind of trying to be in the mindset trying to be present with the team but also knowing that like I can't get too attached to them because I knew I was gonna have to leave um in a week or so so but the team was absolutely great I loved playing with them. loved coach Nikki and super grateful for the opportunity that she gave me to to be in a with Atlanta and to come to the bubble um and then uh got waived it was like probably a week and a half that I was there Mm -hmm. with Atlanta and then um my agent, yeah, we pretty much knew I was going to get picked up because, like, I was kind of, like, the only free agents. Like, me and Alex been, like, the only free agents pretty much here in the bubble. So I knew I was probably going to get picked up pretty soon. So it was just a waiting game um, all the way up until Minnesota called me. And Coach Reeves was like, hey, Erica, you know, we're excited to have you here. Um, we're actually about to leave for our game at 5.05. <laughs> you know, wow. And she called me. And it was, like, 5.21. Never forget. It 5.21. Looked down on my phone, and I was like, he said 535 she's like yeah you know if you can't make it no worries you know you can join us for the pool workout tomorrow but you know we love to have you and i was like all right great jump in the shower like <laughs> the shower of my life and threw on some sweats and put on you know a t-shirt that the league gave me got on the bus by 534 and you know the team welcomed me got some nice snaps we snapped with minnesota we snapped we got some nice snaps and ever since then i'm just trying to catch up learn to play get to know my teammates and coaches, and and the system, and the playing style, but it's been great. Minnesota's been opening me, you know, been welcoming with open arms, and uh, it's been a crazy experience to say the least.
0: Now, you've had to adapt and adjust a lot over these last several months. You were drafted to the Indiana Fever to start your career, and in April, they ended up waving you. Take me back to that moment in April. Um, Where were you when you found out? about the news that um, Indiana wasn't going to have you on their roster for the 2020 season.
1: Yeah, we had just actually finished a, uh, a team phone call all altogether. Um, they pretty much said, like I said, there's going to be a few changes with the team. Kind of had a feeling it was going to be me. <laughs> so I called my agent, um, and like 10 minutes later, he called me and said that they waived me. Um, right. And so uh, I was at my house and, and everything. I was actually about to go work out, um, and then I just – Dropped everything and started uh, calling all my family, friends, teammates, letting them know, you know, the news. Um, and it was definitely tough. Um, it didn't really hit me. Like, I was fine mm-hmm. until everything. Until like, I got the official phone call from from catch and, and coach, um, you know, saying that they were going to officially wave me and stuff. And then it kind of hit me. I had a, a, an emotional day for sure. And and I immediately, like, called my sister and, like, told. I just kind of broke down to her, you know, because, of course, this is a dream of mine. Yeah, to, to be in the league and to play in the league and have a sustaining career in the league. um, And you know at that point yeah, you know, I just kind of felt like it all just kind of fell through my fingers. So it was a tough mm-hmm. moment um, but a beautiful moment between me and my sister for sure. Um, And she uplifted me and, and as well as the rest of my family and friends. And from that day on it's just been a grind to get back and here I am.
0: So you talked about how you were able to get through that time just having your sister who is Dewanna Bonner by the way. Yeah, two-time super WNBA super champion super and uh, a yeah. WNBA all-star. What is it like having an older sister who's in the league?
1: Oh, it's super dope uh, having, <laughs> her, having her here with me, man. Um, if, a lot of people don't know that well, we're even sisters, but um, if anything, people don't know that we grew up in completely different sides of the country. She grew up in right. California, so we didn't really have um, much time to really bond with each other. So uh, this opportunity is just really special for us. We've been able to hang out and, and chat and stuff, and I can just be seeing her randomly on the elevator and stuff, so and we we'll just be talking. So it's been a really special moment and just uh, being able to share advice with each other, be rooting each other on. We're looking at each other's games all the time. It's mm-hmm. been really fun being able to play each other. Of course, is a special experience. Of course, um, and I finally won. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you guys finally I finally could.
0: won, and the sibling
1: took. <laughs> She didn't play my rookie year, so I couldn't play her then. And then we lost to them two seasons straight when I was at Indiana. So when I was in Minnesota, we played them, and uh, I only came up on top. So three three years, three long years. <laughs> Beyond
0: just Juana, I mean, you come from a basketball family. Your dad played and is now a coach. How has that been growing up in a in a basketball household?
1: Oh, it was, uh, we just, we <laughs> call it, it's in the blood. That's, that's all, like, our saying, our family's saying it's called it's in the blood. Um, because we just we just all play ball we all love it um, but it's really cool you know having a dad as a basketball coach and the rest of my family be able to play um, a lot of people are like oh didn't you hate that that your dad was a basketball coach I'm like no I loved it I truly love like my dad <laughs> is my favorite guy you know my my favorite coach of all time and I look to him for advice basketball advice I love when he comes to my games I love when he gives me pointers like I really do cherish those moments because my dad knows my game the best so that's the person I trust the most with my game so being able to have him as you know a, a lifeline and, and just you know a coach a dad a friend everything is really great and of course my siblings being all of us be able to bond through ball has been really special so um basketball's just been an amazing part of our life and I'm so glad you know to be say i I'm a part of a basketball family super dope
0: now one of the things that I absolutely love about you is that you you're like the life of the party in a sense. Like you use dancing. Hey, <laughs> There you go. <laughs> you use dancing, um, just like all of your different talents, to so really light up the room and, and just be a good teammate. Talk to me about what it means to be a good teammate. Yeah. As someone who's had to adapt to different teams over the last several months.
1: A good teammate is all about relating to your teammates. So for me, I really try to go the extra mile to get to know each one of my teammates and every person is different. Every person has a different style of communication and I try to learn that with them. Um, and through that, I just being myself with be my personality, but really try to, you know, learn what they like, learn what they dislike. Um, Cause ultimately that's going to help our team chemistry off the court. Um, and so through that we bond, we have a good time and um, that, you know, I just try to be myself and, you know, hopefully people take to it, but that's what I think being a great teammate is just all learning about who you're, who you're communicating with and who you're playing with.
0: Now, take me back to a year ago, last summer in Indiana, where you joined Carrie Underwood on stage to sing (laughs) Champion. I mean, that moment went viral and it just goes to show how much of a life of the party you really are. What was that moment like for you?
1: Oh, that was tough. (laughs) That was a dope moment. (laughs) That was a dope moment, though. Being able to be on stage with Carrie Underwood was absolutely incredible. Like, I always had a a dream of mine to be on a stage and be in front of a thousand people because I just love entertaining people that's <laughs> I think that's my calling outside of basketball is just be able to entertain people so being on stage with like it was like 10-15,000 people so was, dope it, it was crazy man and uh they like I was under I didn't really get nervous at all the whole day I didn't get nervous whole day until I was underneath the stage and, <laughs> and Mike's like you <laughs> on they rose me up from the stage, I saw the people, I saw Carrie, I was, I was shaking, but then uh, you know, once I got to my little groove, it was, it was really cool and it, uh, it felt natural. And I got to get up on stage again, so everyone will see, see me on stage again with all the thousands of people out there.
0: And also during this time of quarantine and COVID, you've also used social media as a tool to make other people happy. You made an Instagram page with your dance moves. Yes, um,
1: yes. Why was
0: that important for you to do?
1: For me, uh, entertaining people is all about making people smile and,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and having them laugh and have a good day. So that's ultimately what I wanted to do with my 14-day dance challenge. But I started uh, I was just going for a run. I'm thinking, it <laughs> would be cool for me to uh, to do this 14-day dance challenge, you know, in commemoration commemorance of the 14 days I got to be, here and at my house, I just came back from overseas, and you know, I got a quarantine and all that stuff. And I knew that you know the country was, we were really just having up and downs, and emotions were crazy, and people were really down. They had to be home, and so I'm thinking, you know, what's the best way that I can make people smile? The best way for me is just to dance and sing. Um, and through that, I made get shaken with bird, um, and just <laughs> off <laughs> 14 days. And I told people, I'm like, you know, after those 14 days, I was exhausted. <laughs> like, everyone knows? I love to sing and dance, but after the day, day 15, oh, I was resting. It was, it was exhausting. Having to think of every day I wake up, I'm like, okay, what song am I doing? What, do? <laughs> what, what cost am I going to have? Right. Who's filming, what's going to be the setting, you know, and shout out to all my friends and family, my <laughs> brother, especially, he was my. He was my video guy. Yes, yes, he was my video guy. My mom was the uh, designed, uh, stage designer. You know, she made sure everything was in proper place and all that, this yeah. stuff. you know, Black moms, they have to have their house clean at all times. <laughs> so they had to make sure that the house was looking good. <laughs> <laughs> so she always made sure, like, it was literally like be like a piece of lint on the ground. She's like, hold up! Before you film, <laughs> let me get this. Right, like, right. Great that, but... That's just how that's, that's how she is and so but it was a it was a, a, ton, of, a ton of fun and i had uh, a blast and people still come up to me talking about those dances so stay tuned because I'm, I'm definitely gonna make some more
0: listen as long as you give us the exclusive on your dance video so we can publish them it's all good right
1: <laughs> I, got I got you
0: now on a more serious note outside of you know the WNBA season restarting this country is in civil unrest as a black athlete why is it important for you to use your platform to speak out against social justice issues?
1: You know I think it's incredibly important and for me I had to learn that. Uh, It took some evolution for me and some time to really understand that my platform is so important people want to hear from me Mm -hmm. because I usually just sit back and make my dance videos, make my dancing videos and and I call it that you know and I really don't get too much into everything that's going on in the world, but I had to understand that I have a platform, people look up to me, people want to hear from me. Um, I'm an important, uh, you know, figurehead, you know, uh, in the athletic world and, and just in my community. So I, you know, I had to learn to speak up and, and and truly show the importance of what's going on in this country, of, of the social injustice. And ultimately, you know, we just want equality for all. And, and what's the best way to do that? You know, we're out here in this league. You know, this league is absolutely incredible. The things that we're doing—it's just, we are on the the, the front line of things. The, the shirts that we're wearing, the the you know, going out, you know, for the the national anthem, speaking with uh, Breonna Taylor's family, and just—it's just all these incredible things. It's and Sandra Bland, and and we're just doing some incredible stuff. And I'm so proud to be a part of this league, to be a part of this group of women fighting for change Um, because we, like you said, we all have an incredible platform that we have to use. And through this, I think we're already starting to see some change already. So I think it's incredibly important. And uh, once again, I'm just super proud to be a part of this league.
0: I don't think that there's like a coincidence that you ended up signing with the Minnesota Lynx, Um, their connection with the George Floyd case, obviously, and coach Reeve. What has it been like um, these last few days, Um, being uh, at practice with uh, Coach Reeve and also like playing for her? What are some things that you kind of picked up from her already?
1: Attention to detail. (laughs) That's like (laughs) the number one thing that coach is all about. Coach Reeves reminds me of a lot of Coach Tara Vanderveer at Stanford, where I played. Um, They're very similar in the way they attack details and the way they they go about practice and the way they yeah. go about scouting it's very similar um <laughs> and the system is very similar for my freshman year so when i came here i was like oh okay <laughs> like <laughs> this is i you know, I've kind of been through this before and i had a, a coach that was very meticulous about the details mm-hmm. but i'm learning you know that when you get the details down this is what we did stand We need the details down it's the little things that make the big things happen so that's one thing that's probably the biggest thing i learned about coach freeze but um But outside of that, man, she's just uh, she's an incredible coach, incredible leader, Um, very entertaining, very relatable. That's what I love about her. Uh, She loves to crack jokes, which is which is hilarious. She's so funny. Um, And then the whole coaching staff has been incredible in the way that they've been working with me. I mean, they have like all it's literally an all star.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> with Rebecca Brunson, Planet Pearson, Katie Smith, Coach Reed, like it's incredible to be a part of this organization where greatness is just built. And so uh, I'm looking forward to keep learning from her because I know that my game's going to grow so much underneath them.
0: You briefly uh, touched on your college career at Stanford. I mean, you had an incredible college career. What was it like playing at Stanford and how are you able to transition into the WNBA?
1: Oh, I love my Stanford days. You know, there's a lot of people out there that didn't like their college. Right, right. <laughs> like, like, everyone's like, how was Stanford? Like, was it hard? I'm like, I mean, Stanford was tough, but we had the resource. Like, Stanford provides resources for you. Like, we always say it's impossible to fail at Stanford because of the amount of resources they have to help mm-hmm. you. But outside of academics, which is like a huge part of Stanford, outside right. of that, right. um, <laughs> basketball, was absolutely, yeah. <laughs> basketball was absolutely, it was, was a dope experience. Being my freshman year, we went to the Final Four. That's when I had Shanae. Shanae yep. was my senior and our captain. We went to the Final Four and it was absolutely crazy. I was just in for the ride. And then... Throughout the the rest of those three years, um, I just continued to learn to build under under Coach Tara's, uh, system. Mm-hmm. and grew into a, a a pretty darn good player. I, I like to say. <laughs> oh yeah. And, um, uh. In my senior year, we went back to the Final Four. Um. And it was just kind of a full circle moment, just being there. And Stanford was absolutely incredible experience. The way, I tell people, Mike, you just never know who you're gonna meet at Stanford. Your roommate right. could be the next social media like you might be the most <laughs> inventor of like a facebook or you know might be a billionaire shoot might even be the president one day you know so it's just an incredible experience to be around those people the environment the atmosphere the learning experiment the the sports environment is is top notch and if people ever get a chance to go visit the campus i absolutely recommend it number one campus in the world
0: oh she gonna ride she gonna ride hard for her, for her stanford <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> all right. What are your goals this season? Uh, you know, in the past I, I made goals for like I want to average this amount of points, this amount of rebounds, block shots, mm-hmm. plus and minus, all that good stuff. Um, and I think it really hindered me because I was putting a little way too much pressure on myself and right. and, and the goals that I had. So this year my goal is just to have fun every game. That's that's it. Go out there, um, and, and because last year, especially last year, uh, I really lost some of my love for the game, and I just had a really hard time last year. And so being able to be rejuvenated through quarantine and working out with my family again, my dad, and being back into this league, I've just come in with a new mindset and new confidence mm-hmm. of just having fun. And that's what Coach Reed really uh, emphasizes like in the game. like She writes on the board every time, like have fun like underlines it and I love that because that's my goal that's how I play my best and that's how my passion and love for the game continues to thrive
0: you said that you almost lost your love for the game take me back to that moment Mm -hmm. what kind of triggered that and what made you or what helped you get through that feeling
1: yeah my last year in Indiana was very tough for me I just went through a lot. had a really bad case of performance anxiety like literally like when I went to practice like tensing up to make like a simple layup or just like as soon as we started practice like my heart started racing Mm -hmm. um and it was just really bad it just it really made my love for the game just just dwindle um and it was this question like I just don't know if like sometimes like I don't know if like this league stuff is is meant for me you know like because I did well overseas and stuff I had no problems overseas just when I played in the league like I always struggled. And so through that, um, I seeked out a sports psychologist actually, and she gave me some great advice, some great tips on how I can calm myself down. Um, but even through her great advice and everything, I still struggled you know, with, with the game and, and how I wanted to, and how I like wanted to be in the league and all that stuff. And so when I got waived from Indiana, um, literally like the day after I got waived, it was just a different mindset on how I'm gonna approach uh, playing the game and And my mindset towards the game, and so it was just all about hard work and having fun. And that's what I did um and just realizing that if I don't have fun in this game, like it's not you know it's not worth it for me to even be playing and I'm not even play my best basketball, and how can I you know be the player that I want to be if you know i'm not I'm not doing that and so I just put a huge emphasis on having fun not worried about anything else, just playing my game. And, and through that, I think I found success already just through these, these last couple of games that I played, especially with Minnesota and Coach Reed and all, and, and all the coaches really just putting emphasis on just playing hard and having fun. And, and that's, that's all my mindset. And through that, um, I've just been rejuvenated. And I've loved being back into this league. I love playing with Minnesota. I think it's a perfect fit for me here. And um, I hope to continue that uh, in the future.
0: And I want to end this on this one last question. So obviously you guys are playing in the WNBA. The interest for the league is growing, right? Yes. But there are those people who just can't get it or understand why they should watch the game or respect the game. So in your opinion, why should people
1: respect the game? People should respect the game because we are – the best athletes in the world we play with fundamentals we are some of the strongest people the fastest people in the world and we just so happen to be women which makes it even better to me honestly but um we're you know we're a group of women that are out here having to fight against all this uh injustice and and negativity yet we still thrive to get to where we are today. Um and I think that just show goes to show of how, how powerful we are and why you should watch the league because of the things that we have to go through. Yet we're still killing and we're still balling like like it's nothing. Um, and so yeah, um I'm a huge feminist. I'm all about empowerment and I just think women deserve to be put on TV. Put women's sports <laughs> on TV. Uh, so I'm saying so um man, watch the league be just because we deserve it. Simple as that we deserve it. And we put in the work for it. And we're like any other male athlete. And sometimes we do it better.
0: Well, thank you so much, Erica, for kicking it with me. It's been such a pleasure to get to know you a little bit more and for our audience as well.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's been cool to kick Kick it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll We'll see you next time. Appreciate it. See you.